We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready to go. You can eat the popcorn too. Though. I don't need it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tasty. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready. It's your host, Hatch, and your boy, T.O., and he in has the building. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get your mind right, yeah, boy. Get your mind right. Today, coming to the building, we got actor Boris Kojo, superstar. Right. But before that, I want everybody out there to subscribe to GPR on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Now. Now. Let's we have talk. coming to the building today. All y'all ladies, go ahead, tune in this week because you oh, had the, the yeah. heartthrob Not me. Not no, me. Definitely not, not him. Not y'all. Me, y'all. Yeah. I know they got excited when they talk no, about coming no. in here and then heartthrob. No, no. Bro, I am a heartthrob in so many ways. Maybe you're, you're a not. heartache. That anyway, too. So. I'm sure <laughs> Boris, I'm, I guarantee you, Boris can probably tell you he was a heartache for a lot of people too. You have no idea what his life was like. Oh my God. Sure. Let me tell you something. Huh. He's a lucky man. He's a lucky man. Right? I would say she's a lucky woman. lady. She, they both are. They're both. They, they They're, both compliment each other, right? Though. But I, he's a lucky man. Absolutely. And Actor. there's a lot of women mad when yeah, they he, tied he the got knot. Married. Well, they, oh yeah, they just gonna have to be mad. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. That's right? that's, that's the Actor Boris Kojo coming to the building today. Coming on the show, talk a little bit about his acting career right now he's got going on the show uh station 19 is on right now again he started his whole career from soul food remember that uh tv show back in the day soul food, soul food. Um, man but i could it, eat me some soul i could oh, use man, some soul so hungry right, right now, now boy. so you know what's funny but um again our show we're always talking about sports and entertainment and how they cross platforms uh he used to be a professional semi-pro actually tennis player when he was uh in germany and so we're looking forward to having him come on and kind of tell us his transition, how he went from sports into the entertainment industry. I mean, a, a number of transitions. You think about yeah. sports and then like modeling. Modeling. Yeah. yeah. When you think about, when I think of like, like two of like handsome models, mm-hmm. him and Shamar Moore comes to mind. Because <laughs> they're the same color? That too. <laughs> but I just, I, but I, I realize and I understand Y'all the reaction. Both like no, I, I've, I've seen. Yeah. We both, we see the reaction. Yeah, you know, to you know, for the women, you know, yeah. to the women when they see Shamar Moore, Boris yeah, Kojo. Boris Kojo, yeah, they love them. They love them. But yeah, we glad to have you on the show today, buddy. And by the way, Let's you get don't work. look anything like you know Boris what? Kojo, so I don't mean, even try it. You can't be a hater all your life. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeet! Subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, with my boy. T.O. Coming to the billing today. All right, all you ladies, go ahead and turn tune in today because your man, Boris Kojo, is in the building. What's up, fellas? Yeah. Oh, 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 you see that? He brought What's the voice up? out. What's hey, how up, you, fellas? How you doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the you know, heartthrob. <laughs> the, the superstar actor. Uh, got Station 19 on right, right now. Yep, right, yep. doing that. Uh, of course, you've been, what? How long have you been in the business now? This is going to be year 20 for me. Wow. Yeah, I'm a vet. Officially, I'm a vet. Wow. Yeah. It's been Boris, in- when you stepped on the scene. <laughs> you shut you it down? Was, you, you shut it down? <laughs> what? Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on, what, man. What was your, let, let's go back a little bit. So yep. what was your very first role? The very first role was um, I played a water boy mm-hmm. on the Steve Harvey show. That's how far back. <laughs> I want to see that. And then the first, the first um, job, the first series I got was um, uh, Soul Food. Oh, that was the first. Wow. That was my first series. Wow. That, that was, was my, my very first. first audition, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I had never been on audition. Um, yeah. When I came out to L.A. for an off season, and yeah. Dwayne Martin at the time was my agent, uh-huh. and I, I got the audition for that. So you probably got my spot. He, <laughs> wow, there's no probably in <laughs> it. You, uh, he I'm just got saying. your spot. Hey, I'm, I'm looking saying. at both of you now. What you talking about? Him, you. You know what time oh, it is. You know what time got it is. All day long. Hey. First of all, they saw that forehead. Oh my God! And they was like, "Ain't no way! No need need to be mean." You see, he's a bully. He be trying to bully me on here. Needless to say, trying to bully me. I think Soul Food made the right decision. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, we look the same. It's like I know people walk up to me all the time, say, "Hey, you look like this guy Hatch." No, yes, yes, they do. Yes, they do. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's that's pretty. That sounds like that sounds like a right. like a true story. Oh, he gonna run. He gonna take that and run with it. Well, I should. You know what I'm saying? Man. I'm um, glad to be here, guys. Thanks for inviting me. Appreciate oh, man. Thanks that. for coming out. Yeah, let, let's take you back a little bit. Where are you from? Where are you from originally? Um, born in Austria, in Vienna, mm-hmm. um, but uh, grew up in Germany. My mom's German. All right. You speak um, German, too? speak German. That's, that was right. my first language. My father's from Ghana, West mm-hmm. Africa. Wow. They, they met in Europe uh, uh, in med school. Mm-hmm. Dad's an anesthesiologist. Or he was. He passed... Um, Three years ago. Oh, man. Sorry, Sorry to hear that. Sorry. Yes. And my mother's a psychologist. Nice, nice. So I grew up in Germany. You know, me, my my, my little brother, Pat. You know Pat? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, he's four years younger, so we grew up. We were the only two black boys in, in, the, in the whole town. Right. So right. Uh, that came with a bunch of challenges, you know, naturally growing up. Even at, with your color, around. that's crazy. Light skin. <laughs> especially, especially. <laughs> because, made it worse, you know, right? No, because we look different. So anytime right. you look different. Yeah. Your hair's different, you know, your you complexion. Yeah, and you got to, you know, kids are mean. You yeah. know, they bully That's you, cool. they tease you. So every day we had to endure that kind of um, bullying growing up in Germany. My mom, she's white, so she had to endure a lot of it mm-hmm. speaking from a different... Of, yeah, speaking of kids, you have kids now, so mm-hmm. are you educating your kids on, like you said, bullying things? Oh, absolutely. Nature? I think it's important, especially, you know, they grew up in a whole different environment. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have to deal with social media. We didn't have to deal with... Right. Yep. With the attacks from the internet, right? Yep. And my kids, they're Sophie's turning fifteen tomorrow, awesome. and oh, Nicholas happy is birthday, thirteen. Happy birthday, Sophie! <laughs> happy birthday, baby! There you go. So they, yeah, they, you know, um, they grow up with a whole ecosystem of of bullies and 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 yeah, you know yeah. haters and people who who want nothing but to spread negativity. 
And so I don't allow them on social media at all. I I was going to ask you. No, no, they're not on social media. No? No, they don't have the... I don't think kids are equipped to deal with the onslaught of hatred and negativity. It's detrimental to their their, uh, development, I believe. I agree. So I I won't let them on social media until they are old enough, uh, in my eyes, Mm -hmm. to deal with that kind of um, pressure and influence. So so what's old enough in your eyes? We'll see. Mm-hmm. How they develop? Because yeah. how, how how old are they now? Yeah, Sophie's fifteen tomorrow. 15. Nicholas is thirteen, and um, but that's that's an age where kids already have phones. Oh, they've oh they've had you no. Know, their friends have had phones and social media since they were nine, ten years old. Those ain't your kids, but not yeah. my kids. <laughs> there you go. Right, and they've they've told me you know they were mad, but I said, look, guys, um, these are not my kids. You guys are my kids. Right, absolutely. So I want to make sure that you grow up with plenty of time and and freedom to develop your character. And become who you want to become, and and the internet is a distractor. Not Absolutely. who the world no. wants. Yeah. Because it's it's already. I mean, I went through it as as a as a teenager in Germany. Because when I was walking around or going to places, the, the minute I stepped into a restaurant, all eyes were on me mm. because of you know I looked different, right? So when you experience that at a young age, it becomes. Your, your 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 parallel consciousness. So not only are, are you aware of who you're supposed to be, but also aware of how people perceive you. Mm-hmm. So I would walk around and then slowly I started acting like I thought people wanted to perceive me. Mm. So I, I took on this whole other personality, so, which wasn't me. So I became like a representative of who I really was. So mm-hmm. that, that pressure kids have every day now because they're so acutely um, aware of how people live on their on their social network mm-hmm. and the, the the things they do they experience there's there's jealousy mm-hmm. there's feelings of being inferior to those other kids mm-hmm. because you don't have what they have you don't have the same clothes you don't yep. drive the same car yep. right so so it it influences kids in a way that is purely 100% negative mm-hmm. and i want to give my kids the freedom and the 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 peace of mind and the time to develop their own character, to explore, to to be curious, yep. to to take initiative in different things without being judged yep. and being compared and comparing themselves to this world out there yep. that has nothing to do with them. Right. So, so I rather I rather themselves first. Yeah, I rather take them, you know, which I've been doing. Uh, Nicole and I have been doing since they were babies. We take them everywhere. Mm-hmm. We travel to Africa. We travel to Europe. We travel to South America, Central nice. Africa, we, we, uh, Central America. We, we travel all these places. I want them to experience cultures and different mentalities, right. meet people, and see how people really live. I don't want them to look on these pages mm-hmm. because that's and not real. That's not real. That's, right. a, that's a false representation of how people live because you always want to put forth a false narrative that's better than what you're actually going through. Well, I mean, I'm guilty myself. You know, I don't. I don't post myself. You know, I don't post pictures of myself where, <laughs> where you know, I mean, getting up in the morning and, you know, you eating my oatmeal and, you know what I mean? you don't so, have to. You don't have no, to. No, no, no. Come we on, We have man. enough people posting you everywhere. <laughs> he probably has a burner account <laughs> with your picture, you know, uh, of you. Thinking, and everybody thinking it's him. But it's oh, really that, not. Oh, yeah. That's He's an out imposter. There, for sure. He's there's a impersonator. There's a lot of that out there. Yeah. You can't keep your and finger And a lot of haters that. out there, too, as man. you can tell. Yeah, but it's it's dangerous for kids, man. And I want to protect them from that. Right, I want to absolutely. protect them from all these influences and make sure that they have time to to be who they are. Absolutely. Man, going back to you saying that, like, you know, 
the experiences that you had, you know, going into different, you know, restaurants and mm-hmm. venues or what have you. And then you said you started to kind of pretend, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. wanted to pretend like yeah. you were that person. Mm-hmm. Did that was years, years yeah, ago. Yeah. So going into like almost a different character, does mm-hmm. did that kind of help you transition that's into like acting? That's a good mm-hmm. question. I never nobody ever asked me that. You could. That's mm-hmm. one that's number one right there. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever asked me that. That's very go. good. See? It's rare that, that I hear a question that's never been asked before. God, I'm go. a rare breed. Congratulations. You and I were right. a rare don't breed. That's it. right. Don't, don't put him in your box, boys. <laughs> don't even do it. We, no, no. Uh, you're, you're a rare breed. Not we. There's no we. That's hilarious. <laughs> but I just You know what? That's I, a very good question. But I caught on to that yes. when you were mm-hmm. explaining that. That's a very good question because I think that we are tempted to play different roles mm-hmm. um, because sometimes, uh, and I'm definitely guilty of that, sometimes when we're not. 100% comfortable with who we are at the mm-hmm. moment. Even if we're just going through a phase, if we're not if we're not happy mm-hmm. or proud of who we are at the moment, right? Because we've made mistakes. Mm-hmm. We take on another personality, because, even if it's just for a week or two or, or, mm-hmm. or a couple of months, because we want to be able to look ourselves in the eye and and be content with who we are. So we, instead of doing the work, mm-hmm. instead of, instead of uh, whatever, whether it's therapy or just sort of going in inside yourself and, and figuring out what's up. Mm-hmm. Um, we just pretend for a little bit that right. we're still cool and we're still okay. Right. And then I think that leads to other issues. Um, mm-hmm. Over time. And I'm, and I'm certainly guilty, guilty of that for sure. Uh, so you got to snap out of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think that's what family and friends are for to, mm-hmm. to, to help you um, get your head right. Mm-hmm. You know, when I come home, and I see my kids, they, they won't go for that. Right. Right. They won't, they, know they won't, they know me. They know the real. Right. So if I right. play a role, they'll, they'll call me on it. Mm. My wife, you know, mm. people, people who care about you, they will call you on it. And, and that's, that's all we have is a gauge because especially in a town like this where everybody's acting, mm-hmm. you know, everybody is, sends a representative rather than themselves because <laughs> they want to appear as bigger yeah. and better than they, than they are. Yeah. Even though, even though they don't realize that they're really doing themselves a disservice, mm-hmm. right? Because people want to get to know the real you. That's why, right? honestly, that's why like somebody just asked me this other day, they was like, dude, why don't you really walk around with like security like like you used to like now i don't really have to because as you said it, you do yourself you were pretending mm-hmm. right because now yeah. you're project, right yeah. now you were you're pretending. projecting and you're kind of putting this persona Absolutely. on you on yourself that that's really not yeah mm-hmm. you know unless it's yeah. somewhere where you need some protection or what have you but sure like when i travel or you know mm-hmm. now i don't really need no a bodyguard no why because I mean? all it really is going to do is going to bring attention to, to you more attention right plus plus what i learned is when when i travel with security um back 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 uh is that now i have to take more responsibility for them mm-hmm. and how they're acting mm-hmm. right. right it's all on you and and i i did that once and never again it's hard being yourself yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> absolutely and alone thing, yeah. absolutely right because number one you're we're all at this table over mm-hmm. six two six over six mm-hmm. three and then it's like you're handsome. I'm handsome. I don't know what he is. That, <laughs> that, that in itself brings enough attention. Jeez. This guy. This that guy. brings enough attention to yourself. You know what I mean? Then, now you got to add it on like security. Mm-hmm. Seriously mm-hmm. talking, you bring on security and things of that nature. Yeah. Now people, you know, if they don't know who you are, they're like one. I'm like, man, who is that? Yeah, oh, I crazy. just came with an idea. Maybe you sh- we should get you some security. Then everybody yeah, knows know <laughs> this guy. You know, because it's funny. It's like, I, I think I used to do the same thing with jewelry. 
Mm-hmm. I was like the jury guy. That's right. You right. know, trying to get yeah. attention. And then yeah. like when I finally, you know, matured, became mm-hmm. an adult, yeah. like at 30, yeah. 35-ish, I'm just like, I don't need it. Because again, it's attracting the wrong people. Absolutely. Uh, you know, attracting the wrong energy. Yeah. So I feel you, you gotta You got to go, you know, on your journey at your own pace. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 figure out who you are, and take your time doing that. Right. You know, I'm still trying to figure it out, Absolutely. and and you're gonna make mistakes. Yep. I made a ton of mistakes, right? So so you have to you have to go through that, and and I think the the less we're able to pretend, mm-hmm. and the more we're able to really embrace who we are, and be happy and joyful with who we are, and show gratitude for who we are. You know, in the end, the happier we become as people, and and mm-hmm. and you're stepping into your purpose, right? Yeah. Because as long as you're pretending to be somebody else, you won't find your purpose, right? You won't. And it seems like that's what you're doing with your kids. You're allowing your kids to kind of find exactly. themselves yeah. without the other distraction, and you know, continue on mm-hmm. like their journey. They're 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 ha- they're on a path right now, but it's their journey is kind of the end result of who mm-hmm. they may become. Absolutely. Yep. And speaking of journeys, so tell us about the journey when you finally came over to the states. Um, so I came over. I was I was actually um, uh, um, a, a semi professional tennis player mm-hmm. in Germany. So I, I was um, was one of the top juniors and and uh, at what age was that? It was sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, and I and I, that was my path. Like I was going to be the number one in the world. Mm-hmm. And then I um, had a, a back injury. Mm-hmm. I had oh uh, that was a brutal yeah a chronic sciatica based on um, stenosis, which is when your spinal cord is so narrow that it continuously pinches your spine, mm-hmm. your your sciatic nerve, which is like knives going down your yeah. legs, and uh, and I couldn't play anymore really on that level. It was just too yeah. much. Um, so I decided to come here to the states to get my mind off of tennis. While I was still, you know, I took a scholarship that was offered to me, and I went to VCU in Richmond, mm-hmm. Virginia, oh, Virginia Commonwealth, yep. right? Virginia Commonwealth, and yeah. I played there, and and I got a degree in business, mm. and I stuck around, and I liked it, and um, I had fun. I went to New York after school and hung out there for a little bit, and and I got discovered by yeah. this modeling agent, and it allowed me to you know travel the world, made some money, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and started sort of my professional career um, in in the fashion world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, between living in Paris and New York and London and Milan, and I had some great great years, great times mm-hmm. uh, doing that. You know, nothing better than that coming out of college. Absolutely. So that was great. And and I actually um, became introduced into the acting world uh, because one of my friends back then said to me, look, you should go to acting class because you would learn how to lose your accent, your German accent. Because mm-hmm. back then I couldn't speak. Accent, really? Oh, yeah. When you, when you watch early <clears throat> episodes in Soul Food, you can still hear my accent. <clears throat> Pretty clearly, unfortunately, it's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> What's so, a German? Give me a German accent, like, like. Well, there's different. Uh, there's different degrees, you know. There's the 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 super hard German there. So people talk like this, and so I've I've um, nice to meet you. I'm Boris Kocho, and I'm here for the first time, and I'm, you know, yeah. that's the German accent. Yeah. Okay. So so it wasn't probably as harsh as that, but right. I was. It was pretty noticeable. <laughs> it felt like it though. Yeah. So I went yeah. to acting class to learn how to speak English properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you learn how to enunciate and to breathe from your diaphragm rather than your throat. Mm-hmm. So that already gives you a different sound. Okay. Um, so while I was in acting class, you know, I sort of fell in love with the process. Yeah. And that's what started me out in that direction. And and I took a, took a chance and I, I came out here to L.A. on a modeling assignment, actually. And I met some some agents here and, and 
first audition was Soul Food. That's awesome. So again, we like to talk about um, how athletes and celebrities and entertainers cross over. Mm -hmm. So again, starting from the sports world, which since we talk about this with every single person we have on the show, right? Tell us how, you know, what was instilled in you when you were playing sports, you know, Mm -hmm. work ethic, dedication to the sport, and how that helped you transition once you were transitioning. All of that. Mm -hmm. All of that. I wouldn't be here uh, without tennis. There you go. Um, Oh, wow. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Because it, it prepared me the for tools. life. Gave you all the tools. Gave me all the tools. From, you know, growing up in a household without a dad, uh, tennis became my my uh, refuge, right? Mm-hmm. It became my outlet. Escape, yeah. It became my outlet for my the anger I had, the, the frustration that I was feeling, the disappointment. And so that was a great outlet for me. And through, through playing tennis, I, I learned about um, discipline. Mm-hmm. I learned about structure. I learned about commitment. I learned about... Um, you know, the dedication to something, uh, setting goals, um, being intentional mm-hmm. about what you're doing, you know, taking responsibility, being accountable mm-hmm. for what you're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's all um, the foundation that built Boris Kojo as we know him today, yep. right? Whether it's in business or uh, in the entertainment world or as a, as a, as a husband and father, those are all um, traits that are necessary attributes to mm-hmm. be successful in, in those anything. in those different fields. Yeah, those different I, I have films. a clothing line that I'm doing. It's called Prototype 81, and mm-hmm. that's kind of like the meaning behind and some the mantra of kind of like how I became, who I became, and that's just right. everything that you mentioned when you think about mm-hmm. desire, dedication, mm-hmm. and discipline. That's mm-hmm. what it entails. And so, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what kind of made me go into what I wanted to do with my mm-hmm. clothing line and just kind of like really some of the background of you know, the, put that to the clothing line, put that at the forefront of what I'm doing. Yep. Yeah. It's funny that you say escape because, again, <laughs> when, like, when you're playing, like when you're in the moment, like you say, you have season after season and um, like practice after practice, like you'd wake up and get up at six, go to the facility there by 6 30, you get back home at like six or 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Like during those 12 hours, I would never think about nothing else. Yeah. And then when I got done playing, like, all those worries were on my mind mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. Like, you know, why is this not leaving? Like, oh, because I yeah. usually be at practice. It's a funny thing, but mm-hmm. isn't it, that escape is a big reality booster, you know, when you're in it or when you're not in it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. And, it, and you know, people go through withdrawal, you yeah. know, when you, when you spend half a lifetime playing a sport and then yeah. you stop. I mean, people have issues, you know. Um, and, I'm a, and I'm a huge um, proponent of... Um, figuring out yourself by way of therapy. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've been going to therapy since I was in my late teens. What kind know? of therapy? It's just, it's just, no, it's just I, basically I, I, checking in, checking in with somebody who has an objective point of view of who you are or, or, or so what you're doing. So what it's you're okay doing. to have a therapist. Absolutely. 100%. Is it okay to have a dentist? No. Is it okay to have a dentist? Right. Work on your okay? Is it okay to have a cardiologist? Right. Is it okay to have a general practitioner? Right. That's a great way to look at it. Oh, that's the only way to look at it. Right. Because Because, some people think that- Right. Our mental is connected with our physical and our spiritual. So why can you take care of your physical, but you can't take care of your mental? That makes no sense to me at all. Right. But the thing, it's the stigma behind saying- Someone is like I'm okay. Mental. Yeah, but right. they think stigmas, stigmas are here to disprove. I mean, stigmas are, are a product of 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 learned behavior, which is culture. Mm-hmm. But there's no there's no laws against um, breaking those uh, those those paradigms and and starting to move into a direction that actually is helpful to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Why would I Why would I continue to to perpetuate a, a myth 
uh, that actually hurts us. Right. I mean, you can go all the way back for the 400 years when we first started showing up at these shores, you know? Right. Uh, the first enslaved Africans coming here in 1619, they were robbed of their freedom, of their, of their, of their voice, of their practices, culture, mm-hmm. you know, everything. And now that trauma that had been inflicted on, on us generationally now has turned Time. into those stigmas, right? Right. To where we and are And the today. issues that we are today, right. and we're absolutely. still carrying those that weight with that us burden. today. Yeah, that absolutely. burden, yeah, absolutely. So, so that's one thing I never understood coming here. We are so aware and so informed and educated about what happened, mm-hmm. about the history, the past, yeah. and, and what happened in these past four hundred years. But yet, we don't do anything to, to, make to create a system and a mechanism to help us heal as a as a as a people right. as as people of color that makes no sense to me and mm-hmm. not only don't we heal or or show a collective comprehensive effort to heal we speak out against it right yeah. like yeah. we yep. create these myths and stigmas yep. against therapy each other, like makes yeah. no, so 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 you don't want to progress right. you, you don't want to heal right. you don't because, get better because when we're talking way. about creating uh, generational wealth mm-hmm. to to closing the wealth gap and and all the social issues and cultural issues that we're talking about police brutality all of that mm-hmm. is connected social with injustices that. All, we don't we don't we don't want social and cultural and economic equality we don't want that well right. let me tell you we something we the first step mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. first step is to heal mm-hmm. from the trauma that's been inflicted on us right. and then yeah. once we free ourselves from that that's when we can build uh, on a generational level. Before that, you can't build anything on a on a foundation that's corroded. It's mm-hmm. impossible. True. So it's all connected. Right. Well, I mean, again, we, we usually don't, especially as African-American males, we always have our chest out, I'm too big or I'm too tough. Because we're compensating. You, you know what I'm we're saying? Con- we're continuously compensating for our insecurities and, mm-hmm. and our feelings of inferiority mm-hmm. that, again, were caused by this generational trauma. Mm, my my, my father-in-law, he's a dentist in Baltimore, an amazing guy. And uh, when we first met, he still would, would talk to me in a whisper and look over his shoulder every two seconds. Wow. It's ingrained. Wow. It's ingrained in our culture. Wow. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, and that has to be um, counteracted. And it can only be counteracted by healing and by showing a, a, a collective effort to to demystify therapy right. and everything that's connected yeah. with that. Yeah. And wow. I think and I think people like ourselves, you know, whether we're athletes or entertainers, we can take a stance um, publicly as much as we can to demystify that for our young black. Right. And, and I think there are, like I said, there are elements and bits and pieces of that coming out, like you know, Kevin Slowly. Love. Yeah, yeah you know, you know, and NBA, I appreciate that yeah, absolutely. Yeah, coming out, it's, it's and, super and, important, and, and admitting, you yeah. know, that yeah. he's, he's dealing health, yeah. with you know certain certain issues. Not yeah. just Kevin Love. There's a number of other ones, and I think the NBA has gotten behind yeah. that movement, you know, mm-hmm. to that the fact that again they're addressing like, yo, he's one of our own yeah. in the NBA community and family, and, mm-hmm. and they understand too the platform that the NBA has, mm-hmm. you know, worldwide. And so obviously, like I said, it has to start here close to home. Yeah, yeah. There was a um, kid again, um, uh, Helensky, the uh, Washington State quarterback, who um, killed himself. Mm-hmm. You know why right. he was at Washington State? That's right. Um, again, that's my little Helensky hope, right? Yeah, here. yeah. Like there's, the, there's a the lot of them. Yeah. So it's, it's a big part of mm-hmm. our culture. Again, it's, it just wasn't always on the forefront mm-hmm. because no, that's the you know sports is cool. Don't bring that around. You know the cool guys, but no, it's it's part of it, and people have to deal with it. And yeah. Well, but you it. also have to you have to consider where it started, right? Because you cannot exploit 
enslave, abuse people who are who are not um, who are who who are healthy, right? Mm. So 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 it's much easier to exploit somebody when they don't have a healthy uh, self image or right. or are are conscious and confident about who they are. Mm. So it it actually helps um, exploit and and oppress people when they aren't in in sound mind right. let's put it that way right. right so the vulnerability the vulnerability is huge yeah you know yeah that's crazy yeah again I, i'm trying to understand like i said at 45 now it, it's different than what my thought process about that would be at 35 you know because again it's just like you have to mature and like yes i need it you know i mm -hmm. want it want to get better and it becomes that every day you know, striving to get better. Every Same day, here. You know, every day, every day, all day. And then there's days mm -hmm. where you take ten Step steps back. back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you got to reassess. Right. And you yeah, got to yeah. go back to the drawing board and say, "Look, that was not smart. That was not good." Right, right. So it's tell us about learning. some. Um, so like I said, you, you know, you're acting for 20 years now. Give us. Uh, yeah. How like much said, after your soul food? Like what happened after that? And give us. Like when? When did you know? Okay, I'm. I'm in this. You know, I'm here to stay. Um, I think soul food did it for me. It, I was lucky that I, that was my first real job mm -hmm. because it gave me such a great education on what really the, what, what acting it was, was your first real job. I would think that like being a model. Well, was it was like, no, that was a, that was a real job, definitely, but it wasn't a career for me. I right. knew that I wasn't going to be in there. I wasn't going to be in there for long because it wasn't as Why stimulating for me. Because um, you know, it was based on something I had nothing to do with. Right, I can't take credit for it mm -hmm. the way the the camera sees me. I mean, I have right. zero nothing to do with that. I mean, I will use it, right? <laughs> right, right, right. I will right. take advantage of the opportunity, but right. I won't. You know, that's mm -hmm. that doesn't fulfill me. Right, and that's not my purpose. I knew that wasn't my purpose. So, right. so, and even acting is is a is a is a means to an end for me because it allows me to use a platform that I have mm -hmm. to create impact uh, right. in different directions. You know, yeah. help other people and. And create initiatives and organizations and build companies and and you know go to the continent and, and do stuff in Africa and and that's what fulfills me in the mm. end right that's what I want to look back to and say that's part of my legacy the impact absolutely mm. so how how much longer you are you're 20 years in the game yeah what's like do you have a target of like how many more years you want to do it or you just gonna just go until you just don't have any love or passion for it you know what I'm in a position. I'm 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 blessed to be in a position where I don't have to work with people who I don't want to work with. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal, Absolutely. right? When you can choose the people that you want to surround yourself with, that's a huge deal. Use a superstar. Um, that's I'm saying. I'm saying. You know, because right, because time part. time is time is my my biggest uh, the biggest commodity for me. Mm. Because if you pull me out of the house. And take me away from my wife and my kids. kids yeah, be it's got to be worth my while. Worthwhile, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, 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 time is huge for me. Relationships mm -hmm. is huge for me right. because that's all I have in the end, right? Yep. The 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 people that 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 are close to me, the people that I that I that challenge me, the people that call me out on my shit, right. um, the people that are real with me. Those are the people that. Um, that are important in my life. And those are the people that teach me. And you said your and wife, your wife calls you out on your shit, huh? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. As well, when she was it, do you remember yeah, like one of the first times she the called you out? The first time, like and, she calls him every day. 
I mean, right, that's, something. But like, that's was it a shock to you? But it, like, I get that. Like, no, you no, guys that's have why, been together no, no, for but, how many yeah, years? Yeah, that's why I picked her, right? Right. Yes. I picked her because, that. I mean, obviously she's drop dead gorgeous. She's mm-hmm. super, super, um, super talented, Dude. super smart. Um, she's well traveled, which was important to me because mm-hmm. I came from a different continent and right. I wanted somebody who had the world who understands that America is not the world, right? right? Even though you guys pretend it is. Absolutely. <laughs> Talking about world championships and stuff like that. Right. You don't even, been when you never the left world. the country. Right. <laughs> right. That's Talking in the world. We're yeah. the world champion. <laughs> I know you're not. You played against Detroit in the finals. Right, right, right. Um, so I needed somebody right. who understood That's that for like this the is, Olympics. Then you can say, then like you can world. say world. No, then you can say you're Olympic champion. You're still not world champion. Still not world. But Unless, you play different No, if countries. you take part in the world championships and you win, then you're world champion. Like soccer, if you play in the World, world Cup, champion. you are the world champion. That's, you can okay. say that. But any other time, you're not the world champion. When you but, play but when you, you play in the in NFL the, and you win the Super Bowl, you're not the world champion. Nope, you're American but in champion. the Olympics, hmm? do you you're playing you're Look, playing it's just the overall who, imperialistic sense of mind that you guys even, have he sometimes. Know that, he don't know what that means. That that I'm like cal- everybody calm down. Yeah, this it's just America, America is just a country. Yes. It's just, Another it's one the of the country. <laughs> okay, granted it's an important country right, yeah, when no you doubt. look at when you look at foreign policy. Yes, I get it. Yeah. But there's just as many terrible terrible things oh, that you yeah. guys have done Absolutely. in the world as probably more than the Man, good you're things. You talking like done. you don't you're not okay? from America. I'm not. He's not but from you Germany. You live in America. I live and I love it. I love <laughs> I love this country and I love being here. Right. But but I'm critical I too. I know I get it. Right? You yeah, see yeah. both sides. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to be critical. Right. So um I forgot the question. That's hilarious. What yeah, was the question? Too. Um what were we talking about? We're talking about, about um, anyone? <laughs> Um, what were, what were we oh no, we're talking about we're talking about people. Uh, oh, my wife. We're talking about my, my oh, wife. Oh yeah, I can't said, forget your wife. We said lovely Nicole. She Parker. had to have a, a a global perspective on things, and um, one of the things I love about her, uh, she's yeah, calling outspoken. you out on your shit. She's, she calls me. She challenges mm-hmm. me. Yeah, and she's not. Um, look, she loves me and she protects me and she's got my back like I got her back. But mm-hmm. when I mess up, um, you know, when I screw up, uh, she calls me on it. Mm-hmm. And we wow, that's awesome. We that's a good to, relationship though. Right. Yeah, but a lot of people shy away from that, right? Because it's mm. easier. But no, I, yeah. but I think I can only maximize my own potential if there's somebody who cares about me who calls me on my shit. Otherwise, I'll never step it up. Right. Exactly. Right. You get right. complacent. Absolutely. Speaking of your your wife, she she acts mm-hmm. like you said, beautiful, gorgeous. She's done her thing in both worlds, just as you have. Yeah. So I can't imagine. Been Sophie and what's your Nicholas? Nicholas, I can't imagine having two parents that obviously have grace both, both worlds, modeling, mm-hmm. acting. Do you like? Obviously, they've gotten to experience now who you are, who you guys. Do we are. celebrate ourselves at home? <laughs> no. Do we have walk, like parades for ourselves in, yeah, at home? Yeah. No, I'm sure. No. <laughs> Hello, heck, kids. <laughs> no, but here do, come your mommy and daddy. <laughs> are you encouraging them to to kind of follow the same footsteps? Not at all. No, not at all. But you're not going to even have to, have to because I just saw your son at All Star Weekend. Yeah, that's crazy. Dog, the most handsome guy, that, mm, bro. Right. This bro, he's about to be a problem. <laughs> Don't tell you him thought that. you was a problem? <laughs> he's going to be a double bro, problem. Don't tell him that. That's hilarious. He probably yeah. already knows it. It's like my no, son. No, but my, my, I'm, I'm super proud. I love yeah. my son, Nicholas. He's mm-hmm. 13. I'm super proud of him because he's a kind, kind boy. So, I mean, he that's what I. He is kind. Mm-hmm. He is a. Awesome. Beautiful, kind, uh, very, very smart, funny, um, compassionate um, boy, and 
Sophie is is a beautiful, smart, um, kind, and and that was kindness to me is one of the most important traits that you could absolutely sort of uh, give. And that's a testament to you and your wife your upbringing. Well, you well. have to you have to place importance on it as a parent, you know, right. and the way you uh, just basic manners. The it, fact that when you meet somebody, you look them in the eye, you I, shake their hand, you mm -hmm. introduce yourself. Those mm -hmm. those things have sort of left the building a little bit, and mm -hmm. I think it's important that you you place more importance on that as we raise our children. Right, um, absolutely. So yeah, I'm 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 proud of them. They've they've um, they have really. What are their interests? So I, what are their so interests? Yeah, well, Nicholas is like a right? is a like a little superstar athlete. He awesome. he plays basketball and tennis and. Um, he is um, quickly developing into a, an, an amazing athlete. I love watching him. Right. Um, Sophie is an artist. She's a um, scholar. She's uh, she nice. plays the piano. She she dances. Oh wow! Debbie Allen Dance Academy. Um, Multi talented. Yeah. So they I mean, Nicholas plays the piano and they speak three languages and and wow. so I'm, I'm super proud of them. Um, and I my favorite thing to do is to to watch them. You know, to watch yeah. them move around in the right. world and yeah. and their little friends and and the stuff that they come up with and right. things they want to discuss. And Sophie's going to 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 the Bay Area in the summer to take part in this big um, uh, business incubator where she got selected and and she's part of um, CTY, which is um which is a program for the most talented youth in the world. And she's wow. top, she's, top she's, one percentile oh, of she's high school students. Almost genius status. She's genius. Yeah. She's, she's, wow. I'm super proud of her. She's, that's awesome. Yeah. They're both, they're both, I love them. They're both incredible. Now, is that going to be the longest that she's ever been away from you? <clears throat> when she leaves in, um, yes. You oh. know what? They've been, no, actually, Sophie came to me two years ago and she had researched a summer camp in Costa Rica. Wow. And she wanted to go there with her brother. And we oh, were like, wow. uh, excuse me? <laughs> and we let them go. Oh, wow. We let wow. them go. I mean, 13 we, and 11 at the time. Yes. Right? And I think, and it was hard mm -hmm. because you're a parent and you're scared. But for her to express that showed that they had the confidence mm -hmm. in themselves to know that They'll they were okay. going to be okay. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. So I wanted to support that confidence and show them trust. Mm -hmm. Um, of course, we were scared shitless. Right. <laughs> right. But they show that. Yeah, But they did it, and, and it was a great lesson for all of us, you know, because they were they were ready to do it. And um, yeah. That's crazy. So, did you take the, um, your son and daughter to All Star or just your son? I took my son. Sophie didn't want to go. She's not into sports. Not into sports no, at all. No, she didn't like sports. Um, and Nicholas had never been, so I wanted to, um, nice. I wanted to take him and. and uh, he loved it, and he was so hyped up to meet you and and all the guys and and be on the court and yeah, nice. and you know he's a ball player, so he's all into that. And, yeah, yeah. we were we were on the court. Yeah, I don't know why yeah, you we, was on we, the court. We were on the court. I don't know yeah. why you was on. the I court. I was equally yeah. as excited to meet his son. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? No, his son is, is bro. He's sprouting yeah. up because yeah. I think the, I can't remember that. I think. I may have seen the last time, like mm -hmm. we had gone, we were running. That's right. He was there. He was tiny. Yeah, you had him on your on shoulders. On my shoulders. shoulders. <laughs> he was and now like he five. can't get yeah. on your shoulders. Dude. <laughs> Dude, no. Yeah, we were down, yeah. was that Manhattan Beach Manhattan or something? Beach, we were running yeah. the hills right. and stuff, working yeah. out. And yeah. I was just like, yeah. and I'm like, bro, this the little guy. Yeah. 
That was him. Dude, I mean, he's sprouted yeah. up. Yeah. That's funny. So you he's guys go to like the games and all that out here, the Laker well, Clipper games? Yeah, we go sometimes. Right. Yeah, he loves it. Are um, you a Clipper fan or a Laker fan now since you're here? In I love good basketball. And I yeah. think this this season is the first season in a long time where we have some real parity. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You don't know who's coming out the West. Yeah, we don't, you don't know. know. And that's that's what's fun. That's what's fun about sports that, yeah. that uh, there's going to be some surprises. Obviously, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge Braun fan. Okay. And what he brings to the city and, and the sport and uh, – and he and and Ant and unbelievable. AD, you think they go Incredible. win it all? Um, my my first tip, uh, tip, my first pick would be um, the Lakers. My second pick mm. would be Milwaukee. Wow, um, no Clippers in there. Jeez, huh? bro, you know um, Clippers. Cl- look over like that. No, look, I, I appreciate the Clippers, especially on the defensive end, because mm-hmm. I think that they're the strongest defensive team in the league, mm-hmm. and they're very well coached. I think Doc's the best coach in the league. Um, I don't know. I just think that um, that the Lakers have a, ti- a tiny edge, a tiny edge on them. I, I, okay. I would but I, I, differ. Oh, yeah, okay. And this, and this is how I, I see it because I look at, number one, you have Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. So I compare it to what he did last year with Toronto. the Raptors. Huge. And I look at the current roster that he has now. It's better, better than that. It's yeah. better than Way what they better. had I see what with you Toronto. Mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you mm. and then you add, like you said, the defensive yeah. aspect of oh, yeah. it's off the chain. Yeah. Defense win championship. So what Paul do you I George, mean, how do you but Lou how do you Williams. explain how do you explain the 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 dips, you know, where they lose five? They have then, they they're, they're still coming together. And, okay. and now since right. the all star break is okay. over, this is when most of the good teams do come together. Mm-hmm. They've been playing well five in a row. Right. And I think they'll own March and April and you'll see them kinda of trending up. And you have to understand out. too, this Paul George was just wasn't, heated up. He wasn't even there yeah. the first part of the up. season. Yeah, that's true. And you got your walking get your bucket at any get given time in Lou Williams. Yep. Lou like, Williams. That's true. This dude, like that's <laughs> where I factor <laughs> in, like I said, you know, what they can do. You know, deep into the playoffs, because mm-hmm. I because a lot of people you're like, oh, who who you think going to win between the Lakers or the Clippers? It's not just one game, right? It's seven. It's, it's like seven, seven. Mm. Well, it's you got to win four, so we'll right. see. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about yeah. what about college basketball? It's March Madness now. I love right? college basketball. Zags, go Zags, yep. baby! I love I it. Not, yeah, Zags, Zag. Baylor's Baylor's balling out. Baylor's Baylor, balling yeah, out. Gonzaga. That's where Duke. the parity is. Is yeah, in college. Sure. College. Yeah. Because sure. you look how many teams have dropped. Have been number UNC, one. UNC dropped out. UNC like, dropped you, the bottom. What? Dropped out. Yeah. 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 Kentucky is yeah. not really a yeah. favorite Kansas, anymore. Yeah. Can't none of these teams yeah. that the Blue know, Bloods is not in it. You got anymore. Auburn. You got you got the Zags. You got uh, yeah. Baylor. You yeah. got. It's impressive. Louisville, yeah. Louisville, man! I can't wait. I can't wait to see. I can't wait. To That's see what, where the what parody happens. is. It's gonna be a good yeah, final four for sure. Well, speaking of basketball, I know we're on, we, and you mentioned Lakers. Uh, your son was he? Is he a Laker fan? Did he like Kobe? I know. He, obviously, you know we know that what's around. He loves and worships Magic. Really? Oh, wow. He loves and worships Magic. Magic. You know, Magic Magic's a wow. friend of mine, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I love him. And actually it started when Nicholas was, I think, five or six. No, he was older. He was seven or eight. And we went to Magic's house. And Nicholas had done a school project on Magic. Wow. And he had put it in this folder and with a picture on, on front. And he had colored it. And he wrote about Magic. He wrote his whole life story. And That's crazy for at seven. Yeah. And he did that at seven years old. So we went to his house and he showed it to him. 
and he was super proud of his of his uh, you know folder and his and his mm. uh, project this, this project that I did, and Magic took like an hour, and he went and he showed him the trophy room and they talked about basketball and connected. Oh and, wow! And That's then crazy. two two days later, um, sleeping, mm-hmm. and Nicole wakes me up at like five in the morning, mm-hmm. and she goes. Somebody is in the house. Go downstairs in the garage. Somebody's in the garage. And she's freaking out. And I'm like, what the hell? And I go downstairs and I hear this weird sound. And I open the garage door and my seven-year-old is in there with two basketballs. There it is. Doing handling drills, like sweating. I want to be mad. At five in the morning. And I'm like, Nicholas, you know what time it is? What are you doing? And he was like... Magic said, I got to get it in before school. <laughs> Magic said, I got to get it in before school. I love I gotta it. I got to get it in before school. I love it. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. I love it. So he loves Magic. That's his, that's his man. That's his man. That he, That's his uncle. Mm-hmm. And he loves Magic. Obviously, he loves LeBron. He loves um, Steve Nash. Yeah, okay. um, but he connected with Magic. And he connected sure. with Magic. And Magic, awesome. you know, and, and I believe that there's certain things you can't teach. Mm-hmm. Right. And heart, mm-hmm. and self, yeah. and self initiative, which mm-hmm. then leads to hard work. That you can't teach that. Absolutely, Absolutely. And, and 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 he's got that. So for him, for Nicholas, I, I think he's super smart too. Sky's the limit for him. Absolutely. And so it's my job as a father to support him without pushing him. Mm-hmm. And, and especially after he's shown me that he has the desire and the initiative, mm-hmm. I will um, sort of. Um, prepare the table for him right but he's Give gonna have to eat but he's gonna have to eat right i'm not gonna force feed him right, right? I'm, I'm, I'm i can only i can set the table right but you're gonna have to eat right that that goes into what i was saying earlier about the desire dedication that's right and discipline. that's exactly what that is Nicholas and i think it's inherent desire. i think it's inherent i think something that you have or you don't have i don't right. think you pick that up you Ex- know? dude i, I was just talking to my daughter about volleyball mm-hmm. i just went to her tournament over the weekend and I was so disappointed in how she played. And so I had to tell her and I asked her first, like, you know, do you have a passion to play volleyball? And she was like, yes, you know, I, I love it. I'm like, there's a difference between like and love. Mm-hmm. And as you was talking about that fire, that heart, like I can't, I can't teach you mm-hmm. fire. I can't teach you. I yeah. can't give you the heart, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? To go out there and play like you really love it. Right? Yeah. Play right. it with some passion when you're out there on the floor. Because, man, bro. She made all CIF last year as a tenth grader. Wow! Mm-hmm. As a freshman, she, she played on the varsity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I a had good school. And too. me being a dad, I had to give her the raw, the real. And I'm like, I went to that game. I didn't see the Kylie Gosh. that made the freshman as a, as as a uh, made varsity as a freshman. Mm-hmm. I said I didn't see tenth grade all CIF yeah. Kylie on that floor. Yeah. I said I need to see that. Yeah. I said you have to understand if mm-hmm. you're trying to go to college. How old is she? She's 15. Oh, there you yeah, go. And so she's playing club. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think I saw her. I think I saw you. Oh, that's crazy. I don't even just, I just realized that, that she plays in the same gym as Nicholas. That's hilarious. At the same time as Nicholas. Col- they share, Col- they Col- share. City? No, no. They, El Segundo. El Segundo. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh. Training. There's a school and they train there. There's a training facility. Right. And they, I think they play at the same time. Right. She plays on one side, he plays right. on the other. Right. The same gym. That's yeah. hilarious. And I had to tell Small her, like, yeah. yo, like, especially you have to realize when you're on that court, you have to isolate whatever you're doing pre and post. Mm-hmm. Play, like I said, play like Kylie the freshman that was on varsity. Hungry. Play yeah. like 
10th grader, you made all CIF. Mm. Because I told her, I had to tell her, like, yo, you have club is club level volleyball is where all the college the scouts. Yeah, the, 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 yeah the, and they're yes, starting the, right. like when you're a freshman in high right. school. And yeah. so there are college coaches that they do most of their recruiting early at, on in, in club. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, yo, you gotta understand, like, if you want to go to these colleges, whatever your preference is, they're watching mm. you. They're watching to see what dad was coming to see you play. To yeah. keep coming to see you play. Yeah. They're coming to see because yeah. they know who you are. And, and, what and they're not necessarily watching the performance. No. They're watching the attitude. Right. Absolutely. How they're watching how it. you carry yourself on the court. Right. If you are a distraction to your team yeah. or if you are the empowering to the right. team. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I said like, the same thing to Nicholas. I said, look, the way you, the the body language that you, that mm. you, um, the demeanor that you display on the court mm -hmm. will either empower your teammates yep. and inspire infectious. them mm -hmm. or or it will bring them down, down. because yeah. they look to you for leadership, exactly. right? So you have to manage your emotions yep. uh, in a way that allows you to pull positivity out of it, not right. negativity, right. no yeah. matter what's going on in the court. Because he gives, he every possession he plays like is his last possession, right. like nice. full on out. Awesome. On a defensive end, on the offensive end, it doesn't matter. Like right. he he plays full out every single second of the game. But yeah. sometimes that comes uh, with 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 an emotional uh, 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 investment yep. that you can sometimes tell when he's disappointed, right? Absolutely. Right. And <laughs> so he's just learning now how to turn that into positivity manage, and manage that, that yeah, right? Manage but it's in, and that's what's so fun for me because I love watching yeah. and and you yeah, know, like me, I don't develop. get to a lot of her games, but when I when I go. I watch everything. Of I course. see everything. Yeah. I'm watching the other teams. I'm watching like who their star players are, who yeah. I think they are. I'm yeah. watching her team. I'm watching, okay, who are the standout players on her team? And mm. I had to let them like, yo, you're one of the best, if not the best on the team. I said, I, I took, I told her, look, I'm taking my dad hat off. Mm. I'm just putting, I'm putting myself as just a normal spectator watching your game. Mm -hmm. I didn't see the yeah. all CIF Kylie. Oh, right. I need to see that yeah. person stand out. It's I told her it's okay to stand out mm -hmm. because they her teammates know she's a good player mm -hmm. and they're gonna go with, you know, like you said, how like you said, her energy, her demeanor, her so body important. language. Yeah. Their team Says her team yeah, yeah, her teammates are gonna follow her lead because mm -hmm. she's one of the elite players. And if she doesn't do anything, they're not gonna do anything. Yeah. Especially at that age. Right. Again, and that, so that's what I'm trying to incorporate. Like I said, I can't mm -hmm. I like I can't teach that. Right. But if you have a passion for it, that's why I'm asking yeah, the question. I'm asking, I'm like, yo, yeah. do you have a passion? Mm -hmm. What's your passion? Do you like it or do you love it? That's right. a big difference. I they dropped like, him. I dropped him off this morning at, at training, and he got out of the car. I said, "Come here." He said, "What? Have fun. Right. Enjoy yourself. Don't forget yeah. that. Don't forget Don't that. Forget that. That's part of it too. And having was, fun. He was like, he big smile on his face. He said, "Yeah, thanks. Love you, daddy." It's you just awesome. got to remind them, you know, because yeah. because some, there's so much going on and right. we're rushing, rushing, rushing through the day. Yeah. You got to take these moments, you know, and cherish them. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking about the moment. So we have a um, segment on here called the social status segment where okay. we like to kind of dig into your social media presence. Um, right. So what's something that you've had that is like good or bad that somebody kind of, you know, Start talking bad to you, good to you. Say it to DM. you crazy. Well, you had to snap back. I don't know how active you are on social media, or you may have a handler. No, I, <laughs> no, I don't have a handler. Um, well, recently I had a little run-in with a flight attendant on the flight, mm -hmm. and I voiced my my sentiments about that. Nice. Okay. And 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 it started a little bit of a a storm. 
if a Twitter storm. <laughs> what what, uh, what, air, what airline yeah, is this? <laughs> yeah, it's all squashed. It's all good now. I don't okay. have to rehash it. But uh, it was basically a a, a case of um, racial bias mm. that I was subjected to that I didn't like, and wow. I was with my son, which made it worse because now he subjected you. To this. You, I would. We had to go home and talk about it, and yep. it becomes a whole thing and and a teaching moment, and it's just exhausting, you know, mm-hmm. to do that right. all the time. So I wasn't happy about it, and I and I talked about it, and the airline addressed it um, properly. And mm. they met me at the plane, and and afterwards wow. they they contacted me and made sure that it, that it's a it's a teaching teachable moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's it never stops, right? right. It, it never stops. It, it, it's ongoing. Obviously, the political atmosphere right now doesn't help it. I mean, the, the divisiveness that that, right. that we're being subjected to right now doesn't help that. So that was probably one of the 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 things recently that I had to endure on on. Mm. Or I mean, I started it. You know, I voiced my opinion. <laughs> so that was a big of a moment, a big of a big of a, big of an event. But other than that, um, but again, I, that in itself, you saying that, like I said, you started it, but that was a moment where you had to speak up. Absolutely, and that's a again, absolutely, you, a teaching you have moment to. for your son. Yeah. Like, yo, you can't just take anything. No, 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 no. you have to speak up. Right, and it's. I think it's also a matter of responsibility when you look at when you look at the platform that we enjoy. Right. Right. I don't I don't agree with a lot of these celebrities that um take advantage of their platform, uh monetize, uh do all these things uh that benefit themselves, but then they don't use the platform speak mm. to speak up mm. for those who can't speak up for themselves. Or right. you know, we we talk about whether it's um inequality or whatever we want to talk about. Those things are not going to change unless the people who are not affected by that inequality speak out, mm-hmm. right? So, so those who aren't affected need to make noise in order for something to change. Um, Absolutely. So, so, so I I like lending my voice to causes and initiatives and things that need need uh, somebody to shine a light on or or individuals, mm-hmm. right? Um, who don't have a voice, who don't have a platform. Uh, I do it in the most classy possible way. Right, right. You know, I don't believe in uh, using profanity to get your point across. I don't think that's necessary. Mm-hmm. I think you can make a very strong point without being disrespectful. There's a tactful um, way. To there's a tactful way to address right. everything. But exactly. I'm very, I'm very direct. I don't miss my words. I don't pull, pull any punches. But I make sure that you get the point without. Um, without having to comment on the way I express myself because mm-hmm. then we're missing the point. Exactly. Right? And a lot of people do that. I think I think that the issue with the whole Snoop and Gail thing was that he chose words that now missed the point entirely. The point. Yep. And right. now and then people judged him and attacked Based on him what he said when, how when the conversation said, yeah, shouldn't right. have been about that in the first right. place, it was right? How so, he said it. Yeah. So if we if we pick the right words, I think we can we can um we can move the meter. More. We can move the needle. Yeah. Well I'm sure at that point it was such a hot topic of course, I'm it sure. Was. Like, yeah. yeah, Snoop addressed it the way Snoop did wow. it. Now, mm-hmm. if he needed, if he, if he wanted to have some PR to address it, then as you said, with a take an a attackful <laughs> way, I'm sure it would have been addressed totally different. Yeah. But me, I appreciate it because, like I said, number one, he came with it with some authenticity. Because, like I said, it is going like with Snoop, you knew Something that like was going to come mm-hmm. from Snoop. Versus, mm-hmm. if you were to address it, it wouldn't have come. It wouldn't have been addressed the way the Snoop did it, and that's fine. Not, and that, not, that's not not to say that 
he was wrong. Not at all. No, 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 no. Right, no, wrong. I, I love him. I think he's incredible. Uh, and he he was passionate about it. And right. Because Kobe was a friend, so I understand where he came from. Right. Mm-hmm. I just I just use his example as as right. uh, as something that we talk about it all the time. It's it, people like to miss the point. Right. right. Of course. Because they don't want to <laughs> take responsibility for what the what the point is. Right. So I they, like uh, I like <laughs> nailing them on it without giving them an out. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So um, I think if he had used different language, I think we would have gotten to the point. Quaker and yeah, not and be I, distracted it, by the words that he used. Right. And I think he is, I supported his point. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people that they knew, like I said, they were in support of Gail. They got his point, but they try to divert because the way he said it. <laughs> right. There you go. And address right. that's what I meant. Yeah. The language. You know what I mean? But they got yeah. the point. Oh, for sure. The word but as got I, the yeah, point. yeah. Exactly. So how big of a Kobe fan were you? I was a huge Kobe fan. Really? And so it was Nicholas. Um I met him when I first came to LA. Wow. Uh, it was his second year, I think, at the Lakers. And yeah, we were introduced. Um, and then, you know, the last 20 years, he's mm-hmm. left a huge imprint yeah. on us collectively, on me personally. Right. Um, you know, through his career. And he's he's given us so many incredible moments mm-hmm. that of the, the, the most significant moments is in LA in the past yeah. 20 years, right? right? For for those of us who lived here, uh, especially, you know, being in the in the arena, whether it was the Forum or Staples Center, and mm-hmm. celebrating, and and um, you know, I had I had a, a fortune to meet his family, and and you know, met his two beautiful sisters, Shay and Sharia. And, yeah, I remember. I know Shay. Uh, yeah, met absolutely. Her, I met his back. parents, um, Joe, Joe and Pam, and and so. So it was, it was heart wrenching for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was same a, here. A sad day. I shed a lot of tears. I, I, um, I was, I was really, really affected by it. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, this really, dude, really affected. He, he's the yeah, texting because he yeah. knows. I had just seen him. Like I said, his mm-hmm. his oldest daughter Natalia yeah. played at Sage High School, mm-hmm. uh, Sage Hill High School, and my daughter last season she was a freshman. And they played against each other. So I yeah. didn't know he was going to be at the stadium, mm. uh, at the at the arena, at the gym. And so I walked in. Like I said, I'm a big Kobe fan. I'm yeah. walking in. I got on a pair to think of the 10 or the 11, the red mm-hmm. Kobe's. And so, mm-hmm. and then like I said, obviously we knew each other prior. So mm. we just, again, we sat in the stands and we talked about our daughters. And that was one of the things that he talked about too, just being there in support oh, man. Uh, of Natalia. Mm-hmm. And that's what, you know, kind of what I was, and mm. not kind of, but that's what I was doing too in support of my daughter, not having a dad in my household. And when you think about the whole girl dad thing and the movement and um, yeah, just him making making a change. This is post basketball. So as yeah. you said, you think about yeah. the impact that he had, not only just from from an mm. athletic standpoint, sports standpoint, yep. but post mm. post basketball. I think people were surprised how personable he became after yeah. he stopped playing because we were so used to this intense, mm-hmm. focused, sort of single minded, um, egotistical at the time person right. that mm-hmm. that we knew from when he was playing. Mm-hmm. That when he came out of that phase of his life and entered this new phase and and he became this super kind personal uh fun loving super dad um i think a lot of people 
hadn't hadn't expected that. Right, because right? I think, yeah, he exhausted mm-hmm. himself for 20 yeah, years. Of course, and, through the and, sport. And poured mm-hmm. himself into yeah. basketball, yeah. which is, that's what he wanted to be. That's mm-hmm. who he wanted to yeah. become. And now it just like, he cut that, basically, yeah. he just shut the switch mm-hmm. off on that. I, I think now, I think that he his, his, his legacy or his legend would have been exponentially bigger even Absolutely. in the next 20, 30 I years agree. of because of what he had planned right. and what he was going to do um, for so kids, for, for women's sports and mm-hmm. entertainment. Right. Um, I'm, I was, I, I still am I'm, in mm-hmm. disbelief. I, I'm still crushed. Yeah. And, yeah. and from a, from a father standpoint, obviously it's something that you don't ever want to, it's the biggest nightmare you could experience, possibly ever Right. Yeah, ever you never want to experience that. Like me, bro, I, yeah. I it made me like he texted me, mm-hmm. and so I, I remember. I think everybody knows exactly where they That's were at right. that time. And mm-hmm. Hatch texted me, and so you know, we you asked early on the show, like how long we've been doing the show. At this point, yeah. like we've been about a month, and so I'm I'm in Florida, and so I get a text, and I just glanced down at it, and it just said Kobe. So I didn't really mm-hmm. pay an attention pay attention to it. My response was like I'm I know Kobe personally. I'm like okay, yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm gonna reach out to Kobe to bring him on the show. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah. I like, and I had to go back. He's like, you didn't hear. And by that time, I'm getting another message, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, no, yeah. bro. I, honestly, my my day that day shut down. Oh, the came to a complete, I broke down right there and then, bro. I, you and me both. I broke like, down I'm right never near tears now, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I, bro. Like I said, he made. I was an in impact. the middle of a shoot, and I got mm-hmm. a text from. From his trainer's friend, who's a friend of mine, yeah. early or early on, it wasn't on the news yet, and I, and I was mad. Like I told him, that's not funny. Right. You know, I texted him back, that's not funny. It's not. That's not a funny joke. Joke. Right. Yeah. And he said nope. And I, man. Mm. And and then worse, after that, I got a text that they thought Rick was Rick on. Rick Fox the, was on yeah. there. I did too. And then I got I it. Called yeah. Rick, and he didn't answer. And so yeah. I was, I was devastated. I was devastated. <laughs> yeah, like uh, it was. Yeah. It was really, really sad. Yeah. Really, really. That was sad. a dark For day. For me, it's, it was a dark it's, day. Like you said, it 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 just seems unreal, still unbelievable. Yeah, still. It's yeah. I, but you know what? You know what though? You got to say um, that experience just sort of reinforced what we already know, but sometimes we forget. Is that's not guaranteed, and mm-hmm. that we gotta cherish these moments. Like right now, we gotta cherish yeah. the moments we, we we spend with those that we love, Absolutely. our our children, and our our spouses and our friends. And we gotta make those moments count. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because sometimes I I can honestly say, um, sometimes I think I have. You know, I got all the time in the world, so, so I'm, I'm selfish and I do things that that um, that are counterproductive uh, to spending quality time with those who who I love, and and that really woke me up. Honestly, mm-hmm. that yeah. really really woke me up. I, I I turned down a lot of stuff right after mm-hmm. because I'm not going to spend another minute doing something that doesn't have a purpose mm-hmm. or it doesn't move the needle or. Mm-hmm. It doesn't bring me closer to those who I love. Right. I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. Anymore. Man, I'm telling. Like I didn't. Like I said, I. I didn't. I think we all share. I, I didn't. I didn't have a dad growing up. Mm-hmm. So for me, dude, I. I it. It immediately. It did something to me. Mm-hmm. 
I I I did, I FaceTimed my daughter, mm-hmm. told her I loved her. Yep. Dude, I had tears in my eyes. Yep. I mean, and obviously that was her first experience, probably seeing me cry mm-hmm. in 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 that manner. And bro, it just like you it just put, never know. Yeah, it right. put everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. And as you said, moving forward, mm-hmm. it kind of like said what he's been able to do and accomplish, and just the outpour mm-hmm. uh, of love, just you know, just in the Los Angeles community, but across the globe. Um, mm. Of what again? Everybody has taken something from Kobe and tried to, I guess, interject into the lives as for how they move forward. Just mm. like you said, you know, you you're now turning down things because you now realize what's most important. Yep. I think we all take life for granted. Just yep. like that's why it's such a shock mm-hmm. for us with Kobe being gone because mm. it was so unexpected. Everybody thought you know, Kobe forever. was yeah. going to Kobe's going to be here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but no. Hey, we we appreciate you coming on here. And uh, thank time you guys. With us, it's though. been great. You know, that's a, again, that's part come of back. it. You know what I'm saying? Definitely I'm bring come Nicholas back. next time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. Thank, thanks for get... thanks for coming out, man. Appreciate we enjoyed it. Appreciate yes. it. I know you have a busy schedule. And I this is an honor for us because just as you just said, you've turned down things. Right, right. You know what I mean? Oh just... no, but this was a priority <laughs> for me. Just, I appreciate you know, that. I love man. you both. And uh, thanks for having me. And uh, I got to come back. We'll, we'll do this again. Already. Absolutely. Appreciate it, brother. Boris Kojo, My everyone. Man. My man, appreciate yeah. it. Three and out segment on the Get Your Popcorn podcast. Yep, yep. A, a recap of three things that we want or each other kind of got from the, mm-hmm. the interview. And I think what I, first and foremost, what I got from him, and I and I wrote it down mm-hmm. as he we started the show because I started to hear him say, it was my fault. It was he was taking accountability, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that was one of the things that I that I picked mm-hmm. up on uh, mm-hmm. right away. Is that he was a, he's a guy of of accountability, and that is mm-hmm. hard to find these days. It's uh, the integrity of, of that man is hard to find. And yeah, again, we I was kind of spoke on a little bit as especially as African American males, right? We're tough, we're you know we're edgy, but he's found the softer side of being still being masculine you know and he's right. putting that instilling that in his kids as well which is right. also very impressive but uh yeah he's a he's, he's an impressive dude you know yeah. he's still masculine still big guy right. but again he's got that um that softer side um which is of course is just real for him yeah you know and saying? i think a lot of people looking at him and you think about him and his wife his Wife is drop dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. He's a handsome, uh, handsome guy. You know, in Hollywood here, you have what we call power couples. Yeah, yeah. To, absolutely. In my mind, yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of what they are. I mean, yeah. whether the media says they are or not, but I'm sure they've on some publications they've probably been viewed as a power couple. In my mind, that's that's who they are. But it goes mm-hmm. beyond beyond the that. surface. Yeah, uh, of what everybody else sees, especially sitting here talking with them today. Well, especially when I think you you see how the kids have been brought up. And like I say, you've seen the kid. When you're impressed with a 13-year-old, mm-hmm. you it goes back to the parents. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't know who you are, kid, but your parents are doing a great job with you. And it's just, you know, it's kind of that obvious when you're, you know, how highly you spoke of him. I haven't met Nicholas, but how highly you spoke of him. And of course, um, his image that he perceived right here of the image that I think that Nicholas is, mm-hmm. it's very impressive. It's a very right. impressive kid. Again, to go out and be in your, uh, one thing that, you know, I was talking, wanted to talk about at the end was um, how he went out to the garage at, you know, five in the morning. That was one of my things. And yeah. he's doing that. You know, he's practicing, he's practicing. dribbling because of who it came from 
and because he had the passion to do it. I know right. a lot of kids or or people, grownups who got, um, you know, was told something by Will Smith or Jamie Foxx or Kobe Bryant. Right. And they're like, yo, it touched him for the moment. But the next day, they just went on and did the exact same right. old thing. The desire may yeah. have been there temporarily. Tempor- which doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> but that goes and factors into like my other two Ds is that dedication mm-hmm. and discipline. To do it. Right. To actually wake up and right. go do it. Right. At 5 a.m. 5 a.m. Seven years old. Had his mom spooked. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody was broke into the house. Broken the, yeah. Had broken in the house. <laughs> and he's down there. And, and man... Boris talking about he's sweating. Right, yeah. He's so he was, he didn't start at five. He, already, he was into his workout at 5 a.m. He had already worked up a lather. So yeah, so, that was yeah. that was impressive. That's yeah. very impressive. And again, I think another thing that stood out to me as far as him when again, he didn't even speak good English when he got over here. So a lot of people out there, like then you're trying to get into the acting world or even like the sports world, you're gonna have to lose yourself into that craft. And for him to go in and lose his accent, which is hard to do, right. obviously. The dialect is is right alone. Yeah, it's right. crazy. Right. So I, I can imagine like that's almost like us trying to speak a foreign language. Right. You know, trying right. to you've been trying to do it. American you've been trying every, to do it. Absolutely. An Australian <laughs> accent, an Australian Indian mate. accent. Bro, you're butchering it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got first of all to do that and carry it out through a a movie, yeah, a movie, a you show, the whole character. It's right, impressive. that's perfecting a craft and really just craft. honing in on what you're supposed to be doing. But so yeah. yeah, but yeah, check out Boris on st- check out Boris Kojo on Station 19 TV show out right now. And be sure to subscribe to get your popcorn ready on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.